The silver market is taking a hit today, down $2 as we speak. Is the silver squeeze over? That's the question on most people's minds right now. Peter Hug, Global Trading Director of Kitco Metals, joins us today. Peter, help us break down what's going on right now in the markets. Well, it started, uh, obviously, it started last Wednesday with the first Reddit post that uh, they were trying to mobilize retail investors to try to squeeze the uh, silver market. And uh, they managed by Friday close to get the market up uh, uh, around $2 uh, from uh, Wednesday's close. Um, and then I think they came up with another strategy that if they hit the dealers on the weekend when the markets were closed, the dealers would be forced to cover on Sunday night and, and move the market higher. And if you recall our conversation from Friday, uh, I suggested uh, that might work. It might take silver up uh, you know, to $30, maybe 32. Uh, we got the 30. Um, and uh, subsequently uh, yesterday when the market opened, uh, we gave back uh, uh, approximately $1.50. And this morning we gave back another $1.50. And we're sitting in the mid 26s, which is uh, still uh, about a dollar higher than it was last Wednesday when this first started. Uh, but uh, the market has definitely uh, softened back down. Um, and it, again, as I warned on Friday, uh, it's one thing buying silver at 27 if you're a medium to long term investor, because I'm still from a macro perspective bullish silver in 2021. Uh, from a trading perspective, uh, you know, much along the lines of game stock, uh, yeah, great if you got in at 20 and sold it at 550. Uh, not very nice if you got in at uh, 550 and it's now sitting at 200. Now, what the problem is here is what, what this caused by the by this surge of retail demand was it literally wiped out small inventories of silver in the coin and in the bar market over the weekend. I mean, literally every dealer that was on the list uh, sold their entire silver inventory. So what that has caused, as opposed to silver going to $35, uh, you just cannot uh, with retail uh, have the buying power to, to uh, force the market up beyond fundamentals and the fundamentals don't substantiate uh, short term, uh, that type of a move. Uh, what that did though, was it wiped out the silver inventories. Now there are no silver inventories of small investment bars on the market. So people that bought on the weekend were paying premiums anywhere from four to $10 an ounce over silver. Now there's no inventory. So the premiums on uh, uh, coins and bars are now uh, similar to what they were in March of last year. Um, so any type of pullback in this market now, unless investors get involved in the ETF for futures market, there's really no inventory to buy to be able to add to positions. So, you know, they sort of cut off their nose to spite their face. And the problem with uh, the futures market is, and this was inevitable as well, when you get this volatility is this morning, the CME raised margins. So that created a situation for people that were long silver. Um, at the open Sunday night at the, you know, the 29 and a half, the 30 and a half range, uh, now they saw silver come down, plus margins were increased. So now they're forced to liquidate. So now you've got a, a cascading event going the other way. Um, and we're, you know, we're almost back to where we were before, uh, you know, this, uh, this whole story of let's try to squeeze the big players out. Sorry, um, Peter, who's liquidating? Who's liquidating, Peter? Well, people that bought futures contracts paid okay. $29, 50 $30 on Sunday night when the market opened after six o'clock. 
had normal margin requirements or the margin requirements that were in place on Sunday. This morning, the CME raised those margins. So you're hit with a double whammy if you were long silver at 30. First of all, you have a loss because silver is now trading south of 27. But now the margin requirements have gone up. So when you meet margin, uh, you have to pay double the margin to keep your position alive. And a lot of medium, smaller investors that got involved in the futures markets uh, just can't afford to come up with, a, with that kind of a margin call. So you have liquidations going into the market and it's causing a cascading effect to the downside. Yeah, okay. Um, let's talk about that in just a minute. I wanna go back to the inventory side for, uh, for just a bit. Now mm -hmm. on Sunday, I know you were swamped. I tried to get a hold of you. You weren't even available for a comment because you were just so busy. One of the questions I got from viewers, uh, this is a fair question, is uh, in, for the dealers, instead of, instead of you know, filling in orders after the fact or back backdating orders or perhaps rejecting orders altogether, why not just raise the premium? Why not just raise the price? They did. Premiums went way up on uh, during on the weekend. All okay. the dealers adjusted their premiums uh, based on their book because their books were going short throughout the whole weekend and premiums were going higher. Right. Uh, but, uh, but then, and they still sold uh, out, you said. Even yeah, despite I, I, I think, uh, again, I can't be exact uh, because all the dealers were different on this, but uh, you know, sometime early Sunday morning, um, almost every dealer had posted something on their site that there was uh, they were no longer taking silver orders. Uh, I mean, our site basically, uh, uh, on, from just a technical perspective, was just overwhelmed with the orders. Uh, and you know, you you have to get to a point where there uh, there's a cutoff time when you are, are sort of forced to reject any orders over and above because you're you're at a point where you just don't know whether you have the inventory to meet. And the last thing you want to do is make a a uh, guarantee to a client that you're going to deliver a product and uh, you've oversold the product. Now, inventory deliveries right now, uh, I mean, the U.S. Mint is anemic on delivering Silver Eagles right now. The, the Canadian Mint has been on allocation for the past six months. Yeah. Uh, any, any dealer that's out there selling uh, silver four to six weeks out, which is what some of them were doing pre-last Wednesday, um, are now, in my opinion, going to have a significant issue in trying to figure out how to make good on delivering product uh, with any kind of reasonable time window. Uh, I mean, we were fortunate. We, we basically just, uh, we were able to cut it off. There, there was a, a, a small issue on our end. Uh, we've allowed clients to come in and make themselves whole again if they wanted to. But uh, yeah, it was a major problem. Now, we were also fortunate uh, because I, you know, I could, again, you know, I'm not psychic or anything, but I, I could almost see this coming. And um, so we do have a relatively good supply still of 100 ounce silver bars, which we were able to get first thing Monday morning and very incidental supplies of the small stuff okay. like silver maples, uh, uh, silver eagles and some uh, smaller silver product. Uh, so we do have some 100 ounce silver bars uh, in stock. You, you can check all of the other dealer uh, and these are RCM 100 ounce silver bars. Uh, you can check all the other dealers there. Uh, none of them have 100-ounce silver bars in stock. And uh, uh, so that is still available uh, from a physical perspective. But generally, the market has been uh, completely wiped out of uh, small investment-grade silver product. Peter, are you, are you anticipating this demand surge to continue? Is this sustainable? Just on the physical front. 
Well, I think if in the, uh, I, I think if dealers have physical silver inventory, I still think there's a demand component out there. This was out there prior to the Reddit posts. I mean, it was difficult. Uh, you know, if you go back three or four uh, of my posts over the past few weeks, yeah, uh, silver inventories were tight. Yeah, uh, and uh, you know, as we were getting in eagles and maples and hundred ounce bars and ten ounce bars, uh, they were moving fairly briskly before this happened. Uh, so I would imagine uh, that that the sort of retail demand on a macro picture uh, is is still there. The problem is there's no inventory there. Okay. Uh, so now the premiums have gone. I mean, silver maple leaf premiums were at uh, memory serves me somewhere around three dollars over spot on uh, Thursday, Friday last week. Uh, now they're at eight dollars. A hundred ounce silver bar premiums were at a dollar seventy five. Now they're at five dollars. Um, the, you know, so basically this, this intent to try to squeeze the market, which was, I, I, you know, I don't want to use the wrong words here, but was absolutely, uh, silly, uh, has now backfired and now there's no retail product in the market and the premiums are pre COVID, uh, or at right at co uh, March levels of last yeah. year. And you don't think the premiums will normalize anytime soon? Within the next two well, weeks, you, get, you can normalize premiums until you've got a a solid supply chain. Okay. Uh, and right now, the supply chain is probably four to eight weeks out. So, I mean, how do you set your premiums? Yeah. Okay. Uh, without knowing where you know what kind of volatility we're looking at going forward. So, what the dealers do is they just jack the premiums up. Uh, they cover their positions in thousand ounce bars um, uh, because that's those are readily available. And then when the product comes in, they'll swap their thousand ounce bars for the product because they will still get that product uh, at uh, distribution prices. Uh, and in the interim, they've covered their position. So they're not exposed to the market, uh, but individual clients looking for uh, product are going to have to wait Let's or pay through the nose uh, if they find any dealer that has inventory. Let's talk about the uh, futures and regulations now, finally, Peter. So going back to the CME's regulation, I'm just going to read the statement. So they've risen margins from $14,000 to 16500 uh, $16, per contract, effective today, February 1st. I'm oh, sorry, February 2nd. And the mm -hmm. statement says, the normal review of market volatility to ensure adequate collateral coverage, uh, that was the basis of their decision. Is it normal for the CME to raise collateral during market volatility? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Whether the market goes down or up, they're going to okay. uh, raise margins. Uh, uh, quite frankly, I'm surprised uh, that they only raised the 2,500. I mean, on a 5,000 ounce contract, uh, uh, if you had gotten in Sunday night and uh, based on where it is right now, uh, 5,000 ounces, uh, you'd be out uh, almost $20,000 if you bought okay. the high on Sunday night. Uh, and they've only raised the margin uh, $2,500. It would not surprise me if, uh, if uh, the volatility continues that that margin will uh, the margin uh, will not go higher all right uh cftc has also issued a statement last night it says i'm just going to read their statement the commission is communicating with fellow regulators the exchanges and stakeholders to address any potential threats to the integrity of the derivatives market for silver it says the mm -hmm. cftc is closely monitoring recent activity should the regulators be involved is there any cause for concern on the regulatory front peter it's. I don't think they're worried about uh, uh, about something uh, untowards uh, from a from a trading perspective in the futures market. I think what they're worried about is you know somebody that's got uh, uh, you know it's almost like the Robin Hood type of thing, 
where clients have got significant positions with their brokers on the futures contract. And, uh, you know, today there is going to be a significant margin call uh, with this drop. And uh, when this margin call comes, uh, you know, clients are going to have to pony up. And if they don't pony up, it's the broker that has the liability. Now they can go after clients individually, but uh, they have the liability. And I would suspect that some of these accounts may be underwater from the perspective of having assets on account to meet this margin call. Again, just on 5,000 ounces of silver, if you got in at the top, you'd be at almost $20,000 on that trade. So you can imagine if you, you multiply that by uh, increments of 500, 1,000 or you know, 5,000 contracts, it's, there's a significant loss in this market. Mm -hmm. And if the clients don't have collateral uh, with the broker or the broker has access to cash, uh, the, the broker is going to be on the line to meet that margin call with the CME uh, mm -hmm. when they come out this afternoon. So from that perspective, I can understand why the regulators might be concerned. I, I, I think it's nothing to panic over yet, mm -hmm. uh, but it is a concern uh, from a liquidity perspective. Okay, final question now, Peter. Uh, we've already seen silver go down $2 today. Do you have any more anticipations of where it could go short term? What's next? I like silver. I mean, I told you guys at uh, 2550, I like silver. I like the macro picture. I think, uh, you know, whether the Biden gets the Republican support or not, he is going to put through this package. And given his Green Deal package, uh, I mean, everything from a macro picture going forward in 2021. And then if you add in the, uh, the possibility that, you know, these vaccines uh, really get the economy going again, and then inflation starts to pick up second half of this year. I am, from a macro perspective, still very constructive to metals. Uh, short term, uh, will we see a 25 handle? Absolutely uh, possible. Uh, but if you are an investor and, and, and you have not engaged in this market and you want a portion of your assets in precious metals, uh, the mid 25s, I, I still think are a good value for silver and certainly gold in, in, in uh, sort of the 1800, 1850 level right. is certainly a place where I would uh, add to my position. Peter, thanks so much for coming in with your updates. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot and uh, good luck to everyone. Yeah, thank you. And thank you for watching Kitco News. I'm David Lin.